0: Welcome to the breakaway, a Sacramento Republic podcast. Bend it in the box! Unbelievable strike. <laughs> My goodness, what a defensive play! the crowd can't even believe it. Welcome into the breakaway, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Connor Sutton, and on this episode of the podcast, Mitch Tainer. He's back in Sacramento. He was gone for a year, he was in San Antonio, but now he is back. We talk about his ride and why he wants to come back to Sacramento. And much, much more. So, so good to talk to him. So good to see him. And I'm very excited to see him out on the pitch in the 2021 season. And I hope you guys are as well. Lots of good stuff coming in the future for this podcast. I hope you guys please rate, review, and subscribe or follow if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Please, please do that. We appreciate it so much. And it helps us learn and get better. So that's what I'm excited for. All right. Let's get to the man who's back in Sactown in 2021, Mitch Tainer. Well, Sacramento Republic FC fans, we have a special guest on the podcast today. He's back. He's back in Sacramento. Mitch Tainer. Mitch, how's it going, man? It's good to see you.
1: My guy, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's good to be back and good to be on the podcast with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I know it's been, uh, it's sure it's been a whirlwind for you. I think we heard, you know, mid month in December that you're coming back a lot of, uh, excitement from fans on social media, uh, on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I saw a few cool notes to you. Um, what has been the, you know, the response from the fans been like, uh, for you on social media?
1: Oh, it's been great. I mean, it's, you know, on my first stint here, when I first got here, I received a lot of love from everybody and, Uh, it was basically round two of the same. And, you know, I love the fans here and that's kind of what drew me back to sack. So, you know, I I appreciate all the love they gave me and um, I'm looking forward to a good, good 2021.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, you talk about the roster and things that are coming together. We've seen, you know, signings being made, you being one of them, obviously, uh, at the center back position playing alongside Jordan McCrary. I know you guys get along real well and uh, similar mindsets just looking for to compete for a championship this year. We saw Todd Donovan talk about that in the press release. Um, when you talk about going into this 2021 season mindset wise, what are you guys looking to do? Uh, have you talked to some of the guys and how, how's everybody feeling?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've talked to quite a bit of the guys. I reached out to a few of the the new guys as well. Uh, you know, welcome, welcoming to them to the sack. And, you know, I was gone for a year, but it doesn't really feel like, you know, right. sack is home to me. And, you know, like you said, Jordan's one of my best friends. I've known him for a long time. And, uh, we've had a lot of experiences together here in SAC and in Toronto when we played together. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, you know, Jordan and I have a very similar mentality and, you know, we, we want to win and, you know, there's no, no point playing if, if you're just going to lose. So, you know, we're here to win trophies and and we're here to help this club, you know, go to go to MLS in a, in a good way and, and leave this league with, you know, uh, a, a good rep.
0: You know, it's funny, uh, Jordan and you probably have, uh, just one of like the best personalities you're always so fun to talk to you I mean you're right and it's a good point you brought up you were gone for a year but in in a weird way it doesn't feel like you were gone I know you have a great relationship as well with Hayden Sargis who had a great year for us last year I'm sure the guy you're most of the time is going to be you know next to you in the uh, at the center back spot what are you uh, excited about playing alongside him
1: yeah so you know Hayden's a great story you know he's a great kid he's got a a great head on his shoulders, which I I really like and can appreciate, Um, you know, you don't really see that too often nowadays, so even, you know, my last couple years when Hayden was training with the first team, you could always tell that he, you know, he was going to make it to the next level, and, you know, this last year watching him, I was, I was so impressed, because I I didn't really know how it was going to translate his game from training with us, I I never really saw him in in a game, you know. so I was really happy for him, happy for his family. He comes from a great family and, you know, I love the Sargases and, you know, I'm really excited to play next to him. I think, you know, him and I have very similar attributes. um, And, you know, I think he can learn a lot from me and I think I can learn a lot from him as well. So, you know, I think it's a good balance.
0: Have you, uh, I know you, you haven't played under Mark Briggs yet. Have you guys been in contact at all and talked at all this year?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mark's one of the reasons why I came back to SAC. you know, obviously, you know, there are a bunch of other reasons, but Mark was a big factor in that, Um, you know, I've asked around about him and with a bunch of different players, different clubs, and they all said amazing things about him. And, um, you know, after the season, I came back to Sacramento because my fiance is from here. Um, So I was spending some time with her right at the beginning and uh, I met with Mark and we talked about this year, the the plan for the club, his vision for the team and uh, ways for me to improve individually and, you know, help the team achieve their goals and, you know, how we can all, you know, reach the pinnacle of what we want together. Um, and, you know, I met with Todd as well and we had some great talks and, you know, it was just right to come back.
0: And, you know, the back line is starting to get really solidified. You Hayden Jordan, there's a couple others, uh, I know in the mix as well. It's, it's, uh, it's exciting. I mean, you were on a great defensive team last year in San Antonio, Sacramento had a good defensive team this last year as well. Um, so it just seems like this upcoming for you guys, it's going to be, I mean, how many clean sheets can you guys get really?
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, we have a very talented back line and, um, you know, I think if we, you know, stick to the game plan and, you know, really work as one, then it's going to be really tough to break us down. And, um, it was pretty funny when I saw that Duke signed. I, I sent him a message because I've known Duke for a long time. We played in the same club in, in New Jersey when we were, when we were younger, he was a year older than me, but I always knew of Duke and he's a, you know, youth, U.S. youth soccer legend, you know? Um, and when he was playing at Reno, uh every time we played him, I said, bro, what's your contract doing for next year? Like, what, what's the plan? Like, come to SAC. You know, yeah. we'd love to have you. And he was like, bro, just say the word. Like, I'd love to come. And once I saw the announcement that he signed, I, I messaged him. I was like, bro, let's get it rocking. This is going to be good. We've been talking about this for, what, three years now?
0: So it, it's going to
1: be really good. Uh, you know, I think we're going to have a good squad.
0: And uh, I know we we don't know Duke all that well. Obviously, he's a new signing. We've we've read the things about him. I've watched some videos of him. Can you give us a little insight of his game and, and what can he bring to the table?
1: Yeah. I mean, he's extremely athletic. Um, yeah. you know, he he tore us up a couple of times. He, he's good on the ball. He's naturally left footed. He's very intelligent, um, good personality. So I think he's going to mesh well with the guys. And, you know, I think he's a great temperament for, for the team.
0: Well, it's, we've come this far and we haven't talked about your unbelievable goal. What was that? And I think it was <laughs> in 2018, right? 2018? Uh, no, 2019,
1: 2019, 2019.
0: Yeah. 2019. Yeah. I remember specifically, being at the match I was walking behind the end line behind TBB so I didn't get to see it in person I was walking around and I just (laughs) but I have never heard a sound of like excitement and disbelief from our fans in a situation like that take me back to that moment um what what do you remember about it
1: yeah I mean obviously it was a it was a great strike and um you know, it's a goal that I'll remember forever. It's probably a once in a career goal. Hopefully we'll have some more this year, knock on wood. Um, But yeah, I mean, I remember the ball, the ball popped out to me and, you know, I took, I took a good cut, a good touch, sorry, Um, took it in stride and it was bouncing pretty, pretty good for me. So I said, why not? I'm just going to strike it. Um, And, you know, I ended up going in. So uh, I've watched it probably a couple hundred times (laughs) since uh, that happened at all the different angles and stuff. But yeah, it was an amazing goal. And obviously we didn't get the result that day, but, um, yeah, I'm happy that, you know, I scored and hopefully, hopefully this
0: year we'll have a couple more. What do you, uh, do you remember, what do you remember about the crowd reaction and your teammates reaction about that goal?
1: Uh, so it's pretty funny. I have a couple of pictures on my phone that I'll have to show you another time, but it's of, uh, of Shannon and Hayden and Shannon's in the back, probably 40 yards behind me. It's just like, and you can see his facial expressions. It's, it's amazing. Hayden Partain was there too. And he was just like, you know, looking up at God, like what just happened.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but the, it, I mean, Pop Murphy's park is second to none in, in the USL. And even for a lot of MLS teams, uh, you know, we're really lucky to have them and it really is what drives the, the club board. And especially, you know, when, you know, we're in a rut during games, it's, you know, you have to take a second to, to relax and, And take a look around and kind of see where you are and that there are, you know, 10, 11,000 people who love us and are cheering us on. And, um, you know, they help us and we help them and it's just a a great, great partnership that we have and, you know, good family atmosphere and that that drives us all forward.
0: What are you most excited about being back in Sacramento?
1: I mean, Sac is home, you know, Uh, I think everyone that's lived here will say that. So I'm just really excited to pick up where I left off. And like I said, we've got some unfinished business. I think that in the both years that I've been here, we've we've had really good teams but we've we've underperformed both years. Um, I think everyone will admit that and, and knows that. So I think with the squad that we have and the ambitions that everyone has individually and as, as a collective, I think that, you know, we we are competing for a championship this year. And, and, and that's, you know, that's what it is. This is what the year's about.
0: So I want to talk to you a little bit about, uh, your MLS debut. So this was back in, in 2018, uh, you go on a loan to Toronto FC who, uh, who actually, um, you know, you played for for Toronto FC two in 2016 and 2017. You, you get one game and that one game you happen to score a career goal. I mean, tell me about that experience altogether. I mean, I know (laughs) I'm sure it was a whirlwind and lots of different things going through your minds, but, uh, I mean that had to just be an incredible experience.
1: Yeah, so it was pretty unbelievable. So I remember, you know, after training, uh, I went home and I get a call from from Simon Elliott, um, who's you know the boss at the time, and he was like, "Hey, um, you know, Toronto wants to sign you on loan. Do you want to go?" And it was just so casual. I was like, "Are you serious?" Like, and he's like, "Yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't joke around about it." In my head, I'm like, "Yeah, it was a dumb question." Um, and so then I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." It like went when do they want me? He's like, yeah, you'll, you're will you going to fly out tomorrow and then you'll go right to the game. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I flew to Houston. Um, I got there probably at like probably six o'clock, went to the team meal and it was pretty good. You know, I left Toronto a couple months earlier and I knew a lot of the first team guys that were there and everything. So it was, you know, kind of like sliding back into the team that I was with. Um, and yeah, I mean, we got absolutely spanked that game, but you know, you, with the team that we had, a lot of the guys were in Guadalajara for the Champions League final against Chivas. So, you know, we weren't really expected to win. So, for me, I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna, you know, make my family proud. And you know, this is the moment that I've been waiting for my whole life. So, better make the most of it. And, yeah, whipped in on the corner and got a head on it. And that was a crazy feeling too. I, you know, we were getting we were losing three one. So I just ran straight back. But man, I really wanted to celebrate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I it was crazy. I, yeah, I remember calling my mom. My mom was like, oh, my God, I told your Uncle Ted that wouldn't it be nice if Mitchell scored even though they're losing? That'd be amazing. And I scored. And so it was a great moment. It's something I'll remember for the rest of my life as well. So uh, hopefully hopefully more to that to come uh, next year and then hopefully a couple years after that.
0: I mean, it, I hearing the story, I'm sure it was uh, an incredible feeling scoring that goal. Even just getting to play in the, your first MLS game, I mean – it was almost like you can appreciate the fact, all right, I get my first MLS game, first MLS start. And then, oh man, I also got my first MLS goal in the first game. I don't know how many players have scored in their first game. It can't be very many, especially at the list of defenders who've done it. It's got to be way I shorter.
1: I know, especially going on loan too. such a special right. circumstance. Um, it was truly one of a kind. And I'm thankful for Toronto for the opportunity and for Todd for for letting me go, you know, I mean, you know, f- football is a strange business and you never know what can happen. So, you know, I'm extremely grateful for him, you know, allowing me to leave and, uh, you know, represent Sacramento too. Cause you know, I, I knew a lot of people were watching from, from back here and, um, you know, I was the new kid on the block on that team. So I was happy to represent the club well, and obviously myself and everybody else that surrounds me.
0: Let's go, la- go back a little bit further. Four years at Rutgers. Um, you played all four years there. Thirteen. 13- uh, you scored 13 times, eight assists. I mean, you got all sorts of accolades there. What do you remember most about playing in college at Rutgers?
1: In college, I college, I loved college. I, I really appreciated all my experiences and all the friendships that I made probably a couple of years after I left. Um, so I've done a lot of reflection about it, not when I was there. Um, and I think I grew to appreciate it a lot more. Um, but you know, I love being around those facilities. They were they were incredible. I love the guys on my team, being able to interact with the guys on other sports teams and who now are also playing professionally. So it's really cool to see see the R family succeeding and, and and doing well in various aspects of life. So, you know, I I love the relationships that I made and I loved uh playing on that field at Yersack Field. It was a it was a special place and um, you know, a lot of a lot of history on that field and in that school. So I was happy to be a part of it.
0: And I know from doing some research, talking around, I know soccer's so big in your family. Um, I know your mom played, uh, was an All-American at at UConn. And um, I mean, truly, that's, <laughs> it's got to be incredible. So you just have a ton of soccer blood in your family.
1: Yeah. So my grandfather was the head coach at UConn for right? 29 or 39 years, won the first national championship there, um, did, did all sorts of things to develop the game in North America. And um you know my two uncles played there as well uh, one of them actually won the Herman trophy and was the number one draft pick um uh, and he he was on the olympic team in 1980 but they boycotted uh because they were going to russia that year and there was you know that huge conflict with them so um disappointing for him but yeah my family's a huge soccer family uh my mom was a tremendous athlete and you know it's it's kind of funny because after games if i don't play well I'm like man my mom's going to tell me everything I did wrong. She's going to say, Hey, why don't you do this instead? So I can't really get away with anything. So it's, it's a double-edged sword. I love it, but I hate it at the same time. But you know, I love my mom and she's got so much wisdom and I just love soaking it up.
0: So when, uh, after the games, do you pretty much talk to her after the game, every, every single game and talk to her about it?
1: Yeah, every single game. And, um, you know, after games, I'll check my phone and I have probably 20 text messages from them throughout the game. Um, you know, doing their own commentary. But yeah, usually on my way home I'll I'll get my mom and my dad a FaceTime and uh chat with them for a little bit.
0: And uh, you know, so are, do you, is there ever, you know, you don't play very well, you gotta oh man, I don't I gotta try it. Maybe I try to avoid this FaceTime call till tomorrow or <laughs> does that ever happen?
1: Uh there have been a couple of times where it's like, you know what, it's, I understand how bad it was and I need to just, you know, wallow in it and, you know, take what I can from it myself before having other other thoughts interjected into it. But for the most part, you know, I, you know, I welcome it and, um, you know, it's all helped me get to where I am today. So I'm, I'm thankful
0: for it. Coming out of college, um, 2016 MLS super draft. Did you have any indications on where you would be drafted if you would be drafted? I mean, that's, that's the part that always is so fascinating to me to hear about drafts is, is to hear what you're hearing pre-draft of where you might be going from different teams.
1: Yeah, so um, I went to the New York Red Bulls combine and the MLS combine, along with the Columbus Crew uh, combine. Did well at all of them, and you know I looked at all the mock drafts. Which, for anyone listening to this, the mock drafts are so irrelevant and don't get your heart set on one team because it doesn't matter whatsoever. Um, so when I was at the combine, you know my roommate was getting all these interviews from teams and you know boot deals and stuff like that from Under Armour. I was like, man, I mean, this is not looking good for me. I mean, everyone else is getting these interviews and I I haven't, you know, heard from one team. Uh, So I was supposed to, in the mock draft, it said I was supposed to be the 39th pick to the New York Red Bulls. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. I love, love the area. You know, I was just at Rutgers. Um, So I was like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be sweet. Um, And then, you know, the first round goes by, don't hear my name. Second round goes by, I don't hear my name and it's past the 39th So in my head. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm seeing these guys get drafted ahead of me and I'm looking at my mom or at the kitchen table and saying, mom, I'm so much better than these guys. And at that point I didn't know if I was going to get drafted. I was really nervous. Um, and then after the second round, they didn't do the draft on the TV. It was just, your name pops up, you know, in the slot online. And then I saw in the 59th pick Toronto, put my name, my mom jumped up, started screaming. She was crying. And you know, it was a really good moment that I had with my mom. My dad was at work, I think. And, uh, it was just us, but it, it was a great moment. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity that Toronto gave me, um, you know, everything adds up and, you know, helps you, you know, whether you realize it or not at the time. So, you know, I'm thankful for all of it.
0: Sounds like an incredible memory. So your dad, your dad was at work. He didn't, I guess it yeah. might have taken a while. I think the draft might've taken a while, but what, what yeah. he wasn't there?
1: Well, I mean, I didn't know if I was going to get drafted, and you know, my my dad's my dad's got to work. It was during work day, and it was at an odd time. It was not like 11 a.m. or something. It's not like he could have came home either. He worked an hour away, so. But he he was checking the whole time. I mean, right after it happened, um, I don't know how much he was actually working, but um, yeah, Yeah. he called us right after, and you know, joined the party.
0: Well, sorry, Mr. Tanner, I didn't mean to offend you. So it makes a lot (laughs) more sense now. So in case he listens to this, all right, man. Uh, well, this has been great. We got a couple things I want to get to. This is more of the fun stuff. Um, what, what have you been up to? Just some quick rapid fire questions. What have you been watching? What have you been binge watching during, uh, during COVID?
1: So, uh, money heist. Okay. Best show ever hands down. It's in Spanish, but you got the subtitles. Amazing show. Uh, I just started empire,
0: uh, and Schitt's Creek. Hilarious. All so right. those are my shows so far. You had those ready to go, man. It's almost, I didn't even take that ahead of time, man. You were all on top of I, it. I wasn't even thinking you were going to ask me that ahead of time. It's just what I was watching. (laughs) All right. uh, Favorite food
1: spot in SAC. Ooh, I like Zocalo, man. And Ben Gumper, I know you're going to listen to this and I hope he remembers the conversation that him and I had uh, in the VIP section after one of our games last year, I was telling Ben that he's got to talk to Zocalo because they have the best food. They have great margaritas, a great spot, great patio in Midtown. I loved it. And then, as soon as I left, that's when they get the sponsorship with Zocalo. And I yeah. said, come on, that, that hurts my heart. But, yeah, no, so I, I'm happy the club has that. I love Zocalo and a uh, big spokesperson for them.
0: Well, you got to get an assist for that at least. Did you, Have you tried the, uh, the Sacra Public Rita since you've been back?
1: Yeah, it's good, man. It's delicious. It is so it good. Is. It is so. is. Can't good. go wrong with anything at Zocalo.
0: No, no. All right. Uh, favorite, uh, f- I guess we'll go here, favorite alcoholic drink?
1: Margarita, man. That's the way to go. When, ha- when I have a drink, it, it's a margarita um, yeah.
0: Mark no, Briggs no earmuffs, earmuffs, Mark. Briggs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, favorite, uh, I guess I, you know what I was, so I interviewed Luke Rayfield a while back. I know, you know, Luke well, and I was joking yeah. with him because he eats super clean all the time mm. and, uh, like shockingly clean. What is like your one like guilty pleasure food? You know, when you're not, you're supposed to be eating healthy. What do you, what do you eat?
1: Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I, you know, I'm on a pretty strict, uh, wouldn't call it a diet, but eating plan. Um, right. I guess it's
0: not called a diet.
1: I I have to say Spanish food. I love Spanish food, man. Um, you know, I love, love taco trucks. Um, I also love pizza too. So depends on the mood that day, but one or the other.
0: I love it, man. All right. Most, what are you most excited for about 2021 playing for the Republic?
1: Getting a ring, man. You know, the city needs another one. Everyone wants one so bad and, uh, the fans deserve it after not being able to come to the games last year. Um, you know, they they deserve it, you know, probably more than anybody. So for sticking by us and, bias and um, yeah, this championship will be for them and everyone who's stuck by us during this this tough time and tough year. So, you know, God willing, everything will will fall into place and, you know, the grind starts soon. So, you know, we're all really excited to get to work.
0: Well, man, I can't tell you how excited I, are. I am to see you back in a Republic jersey. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it was so good talking to you. I appreciate you doing this, taking some time, and uh, can't wait for 2021 season. To yeah, get for away. sure, man.
1: Thanks for having me, bro. I appreciate it.
0: I appreciate you. Thanks. <laughs> Our thanks to Mitch Tanner for coming on the podcast. Always good to talk to him. Excited to see him back on the pitch in 2021. We talked about it after. He's going to have to come on during the middle of the season. We'll have some fun there. Talk to him about what's going on throughout the season. Our thanks to everybody who listens to this. We appreciate it so much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And uh, we will see you next week. And as always, go Republic!